Well, I'd like to talk to you today about GPS. Does everybody know what GPS is? Uh, maybe you say GPS and you know what it does. Maybe you don't know the acronym. It means Global Positioning System. Global Positioning System, just so you know. But I'm going to talk to you about God's positioning system. God's positioning system. So, so we're talking about uh, the way that God leads us, the way God shows us where we are to be, where, where we're at in perspective to his word and to his plans and to his vision for your life. You understand God has a plan for each and every one of our lives uh, that was laid out before the foundation of the world. So that means that no one in this room or no one listening to the broadcast is a mistake. No one, uh, God never says, uh-oh, or what are we going to do with him? We didn't see that coming. Never does God say that. In fact, no matter how precarious your birth or your upbringing, doesn't matter uh, about how you were conceived or by whom the parents are, God has a plan. You are important. You are valuable. This plan is valuable for humanity. You are a gift to the people of this world. For God so loved the world, he gave his son, and now he so loves the world still that he's giving his son through you. You understand? You are Christ. You were bought with a price. You are not your own. You have a purpose. You have a plan. You have a, a, something to discover from God's plan, and the, way, the only way for us to know what that is is to hook up, is to connect to the GPS. A funny story, years ago, uh, you know, we, we go to youth camp, and I have, we have sometimes, you know, we've had anywhere from, I don't know, six to 15 vans going to camp before, you know, and uh, so we're, we're a pretty big sight going down the freeway, you know, all of us. So we, we all get together, we try to stay together, sometimes it's like herding cats, I'm telling you, but uh, so, so it's, it's just a, a difficult challenge to have all these vans and to stay together. We have radios, and you get further than a mile, and they don't work. But anyway, so, so one of my wonderful, faithful uh, youth workers, whom I love so much, a tremendous blessing to me. Um, well, he's been at camps for many years. He, he actually grew up in the church and, and uh, went to camps in a van, and then he became a youth worker. He drove the van, you know, all these different details. So we leave camp, and uh, he's going by his instinct to get back to Vegas. So, so, you know, we leave the San Bernardino area, just so you kind of know, the, it's actually the Big Bear area, and uh, we leave, come down out of the mountain, and uh, he's going by his instincts. Well, all of the vans head north to Vegas, he heads towards San Diego. And I think two hours into that deal, one of the kids in the back said, I don't think we're going the right way, seeing all kinds of new stuff that he hadn't seen before, looking out the window. But yet... Uh, this person actually had his phone, he had GPS, because he had his phone and it has GPS. He could have locked into Vegas and actually followed the guidance system of his phone if he wanted to, but instead he trusted his own instincts. And familiarity, confidence, you call it cocky, prideful, I have no idea. You could call it many things, but off he went two hours the wrong direction. With two other youth workers that had been to camp, Many times and driven, but they were riding this time. 
Interesting stuff, huh? And so off they go, thinking he knew where he was going. And uh, fully confident. Uh, just a side note, this is part of my notes. Listen, when you're following somebody, you want to know that they're connected as well. Because there's a lot of voices to follow. You understand? And this is just an illustration. But I'm telling you, we must connect to God. And we must know that we are doing what he has created us to do. We can't just follow everybody and do what everybody else is doing. Y'all with me? And believe me, God wants us to have a pastor, and God wants us to be submitted to um, the local church and, and doing those things. Those are very important. Once you've discovered that this is the place I'm going to be, then you get in there, roll up your sleeves, and do what God's called you to do, okay? So, so we don't run around doing stuff, y'all with me? Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of charismatics, and there's a lot of cruismatics. People bouncing here to there, doing this thing and that thing. We definitely want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And don't get me wrong, I know that God does reposition people. Don't get me wrong, I know that. But a lot of people are just running around. And so, uh, praise God. Let's get back to the notes. First, I'd like to um, talk to you about your makeup. Uh, first of all, not your like makeup, like eyeliner, no, but how you're made. What is man? Uh, so, we know that man is a spirit he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Uh, so God's GPS, God's positioning system, communicates with your spirit. Uh, so, so in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. So we see the three parts of man. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Spirit is what you are, soul is what you have, and your body is your earth suit. Gives you right to be here. Can't hang around without an earth suit. But your earth suit is not you, and neither is your mind. And so when God communicates with us and how we get directions is we learn and develop the ability to hear in our spirit what God is directing us to do. And, and how people get confused is they don't have enough word inside of them to discern the difference between what is spiritual and what is mental. And that's why Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so there is a, a, a dividing that the word does. It's, it's sharp enough to divide what is spiritual and what is mental. Joints and marrow. Y'all with me? Look at this. Joints and marrow is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Y'all with me? Spirit and soul. Joints and marrow. Thoughts, intents of the heart. So we see one side is all thoughts or brain, and this side is spirit. Word of God makes a difference between the two. Y'all with me? I'll give you a really powerful illustration. Oh, I love him. I believe he's, he's my husband. I believe he's my husband. I know he's my husband. I know he's my husband. He's married. The word of God just did what? Divided. It divided what was mental and what was actually true. 
Isn't that right? Now, I gave you a really rough illustration there, but it is, it, 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 when it becomes even more subtle, it's even more difficult, but the word can really divide what is mental, what is spiritual. And in relationships, um, and, and uh, emotions are so fickle and so, um, but yet so strong, we need the word of God in our life to be able to divide what's, what's spiritual and what is actually mental. And even little kids, you know, 12 years old, I have them crying, what's, what's wrong, honey, what's the matter? Pastor Anya, I just broke up with my boyfriend. You're 12 years old. Who are your parents? <laughs> my next question. <laughs> you're not if, even capable of discerning who you're supposed to spend your life with. Why would you need a boyfriend? Right? So, so anyways, that's a whole nother deal. Praise God. So, so um, Hebrews chapter 20, I'm sorry, Proverbs. I'm getting ahead of myself. Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of his belly. So our spirit is the director. Our spirit is where we're getting our guidance. Not from our body. Your body will kill you. Eat more cake. You know, we're coming out of the holidays. Your body's been, man, holidays are a happy time for your body, isn't it? Because we tell our body, you know what? It's Christmas, Right? We tell our body it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving, but we start Christmas and Thanksgiving like the first week of November. It's, it's Thanksgiving. And we start just, you know, and then, then we hit the end of November, it's Christmas now. And just, whoa, you know, just go after it, you know, and, and do what we want. Our bodies are just so happy during this time of year, you know, until you get on the scale, and then we all start our New Year's resolution because you gained 20 pounds. Your body's celebrating the holidays. Unbelievable, huh? So our bodies, we can't listen to our bodies. Our body will tell you to sleep in well, you'll lose your job. We got a generation of people that don't show up to work, no call, no show. And, the, and then the, the managers call them, where are you? Oh, I, I just didn't feel like coming in today. And of course, then, you know, the older generation is like, what? What do you mean you didn't feel like it? So our bodies, you know, we can't listen to our bodies, you know. Uh, it seems like the older generation, at least most of them, we hope, um, would know that you have to do things you don't want to do. Isn't that right? Your body don't want to do. So we have to listen to our spirit. Our spirit is our guide. Our spirit is where we get our information from. And let's not even talk about our minds. Our minds talk, talk to us as well. You can't blame all this on the devil, you know. Oh, that's from the devil. No, 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 you thought that up yourself. You know he's not omnipresent. Now, believe me, there are arrows and there are, uh, that he does throw thoughts at you. Okay, I'm not taking that away. But, but listen, he's not omnipresent and he's not, not always there. So that's why we have to take every thought captive to the mind of Christ and put it in jail. Isn't that right? In uh, the New Living Translation, it says, The Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Every hidden motive. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So man is a spirit being. We see Jesus talking to the woman at the well here in John 4, 21 and 20, uh, through 24. This is the New Living Translation, by the way. It says, Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes from the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In the contemporary English says, God is spirit and those who worship God must be led by the spirit to worship him according to the truth. So we are spirit beings. God is a spirit being. He communicates to us in this way. He talks to your spirit. Glory to God. Thank God he does. Amen. And, and because you are made in the image of God, because you are a spirit being, then he talks to you. Everybody say, God talks to me. And this is a, a, a phenomenal dynamic that I find that a lot of Christians have this, this idea that God is silent all the time, that he just doesn't want to talk to you. But he is talking. We just have to tune into the right frequency and really want to hear him. Expect God to talk to you. And the Holy Spirit is, is inside of you. Many of you baptized with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. You spend time doing that, just get quiet. And he's going to talk. And listen. Listen with the intent to learn and to obey. Much, many times God will just tell you he loves you. I love you so much. I don't know about you. If you've ever heard that from the Lord inside your heart, you're just like, get melted Man, because if God's for you, who can be against you? Praise the Lord. If you're like John, you know, he, he's like, you know, John wrote his book, and he talks about himself in a third part. He's saying, uh, whom the Lord loves. He said, John, whom the Lord loves, if I do say so myself. Interesting dynamic that John writes about himself basically saying, I'm his favorite. But when you get in the presence of God, you get that feeling. You feel like, man, I'm, I must be his favorite. I must be his favorite. He just loves me so much. I've never felt this love from anyone as much as him. I know I'm his favorite. I guarantee you, you are. You are a favorite. <laughs> as am I. Everyone in this room. You're his favorite. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In uh, John 14, in verse 15 through 17, this is the New Living Translation. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. And doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you and now and now, he lives with you now and later will be in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you have the divine guide leads you into what truth? All truth. You need to know truth. Lean on the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, 
You're reading the Bible. Holy Spirit, I, I don't understand this. Can you show me this? In fact, here, I'm going to read another scripture to you real quick here. In, uh, in John 16, 13, it says, How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He, he shall glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. This is red, if you got that red letters. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now he's explaining what that means. Verse 15. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So basically, Holy Ghost is showing you everything God has for you. And he's saying he's not going to talk about himself. He's going to glorify me because the Father has given everything to me. So basically, he's showing you everything the Father has. Isn't that something? God doesn't hold back. God doesn't have, he's not a respecter of persons in the sense he's going to do something for one person uh, that he doesn't do for another. It's a whosoever will get hold of this, Holy Spirit wants to show you. Whatever you can handle, whatever you can contain, the Lord is wanting to show you. The reason why I say it that way is uh, I'm reminded of uh, George Washington Carver asked God to show him how he made the universe. And God told him, you would explode. And he said, well, how about the peanut then? He said, I can show you that. And you know what happened with the peanut. I mean, whew, PBJs, come on, y'all. That was a God thing, come on. Some of us are alive today because of PBJs, amen? <laughs> Glory to God. You know that was a God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Praise the Lord. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if you don't know what I'm talking about. That's a good thing. Glory to God. And so, so man, I tell you what, God wants to show you stuff. God wants to reveal stuff to you. He wants to give you things that have to do with your direction, your destiny, your purpose, we just have to be believing that God wants to and yield ourselves to that. And that GPS, that God positioning system, sometimes we get confused. We're so envious of others and how they're positioned. And it's okay to be appreciative of everyone's gifts. But let's, let's face it, I can't sing like Minister Floyd. That brother can blow, man. That brother can sing. Isn't that right? Tremendous gifts and talents up on the platform. I thank God for Pastor David and the gift inside of him and, and that kind of thing. But I'm not him. I got to do me while I'm up here. I, I can't just, you know, and there are obviously things like him coming through me. Don't get me wrong. I've been sitting under him for uh, 38 years. And, and believe me, I know Pastor David is standing up here in me somehow. Praise God. But I'm not trying to imitate him. I'm not trying to be him because he's him. And I'm me. And even though people uh, sometimes will say Pastor David to me, which I don't correct them. I'm just, yes, you know, hi. You know, they just got it mixed up or whatever, especially little kids. But it's Pastor Vicky. When they call me Pastor Vicky, I have a problem. That's not right. <laughs> Let me get a drink of water here real quick. Praise the Lord. 
Glory to God. In John chapter 16, in the Amplified Bible, the same passage, it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth, for he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Praise God. So again, God is not withholding information. It's a matter of us understanding uh, the level which he desires for you to know it and for you to lean in and to pursue God to the level of which you can hear, that you can get hooked up and get your God's positioning system, if you will. Holy Ghost is the one we need to lean on. Isn't that right? And Jesus, it's funny, when he was on the earth, he said the same thing about himself. He said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear him say. So now Jesus said, I must go, right, and send another. Why did he say another? Uh, Someone just like myself. Holy Spirit's coming, and he's going to do the same thing that I've been doing, but on a whole other scale, because now he's going to be inside of you. And so what God the Father was doing through Jesus in the earth Now he does through us in the earth. But we're going to have to connect to the global positioning, the God's positioning, right? Because if you don't, then you'll find yourself two hours leading a bunch of people thinking you know what you're talking about, blindly leading, excuse me, blindly following somebody who thinks they know what they're doing. Trusting in their own abilities, in their own intellect. We have to leave our own intellect and trust in God. Amen? Amen. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge Him. And then what? He makes... Yeah. You can save, your, you can save yourself years of wasted time. We're talking just two hours, right? We're talking years. People see years of wasted time, years of floundering, years of, of fruitlessness. Listen, you didn't just come into this earth to breathe and eat Taco Bell and eat the, use the restroom. You are called of God. From your mother's womb, he called you. And anointed you and appointed you. This is not just for prophets. This is for everybody. There's no insignificant person in the room today. Nobody. Nobody watching through the broadcast. Each and every person. Specifically, uniquely equipped. You want to feel fulfilled, find out what God wants you to do. There is no greater fulfillment You will not fill the void by just pleasing your flesh or doing what uh, your ancestors think you should do. 
Listen, I got born again, and oh, my dad, he says, oh, you're one of them holy rollers, huh? And I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, ah, yeah. Then I got, did a little research, and I realized, oh, man, there is a group of people called holy rollers. I thought, man, I can't wait to do that. Have the Holy Ghost come on me to such extent, I just rolled around on this aisle right here. Just roll back and forth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you do things that don't make no sense to people. Because the Holy Ghost comes on you. And it's so funny. When you're willing to defy minds of people, not that you're wanting to draw attention to yourself, but you're just wanting, I just want God. I don't care what people think. Look, you want me to crawl on my knees. You want me to do a backflip. I'm going to do whatever it is the Holy Spirit comes on me to do. And it's in those moments that you defy reason, serious. That God begins to communicate. You hear. You break a barrier. I mean, it's sometimes a milestone for people to lift their hands in church. You know? You got the people do the the television carry worship. You know? Glory to God. But when you really get thrilled, you do, you're under arrest. <laughs> Worshiping God, man, you just say, I don't care what I look like. Blow a button on your suit coat. I mean, you just like, I just need Jesus. That's all I know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit... He leads us. He guides us. Romans 8, 14. King James says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. (laughs) The Phillips translation says, All who follow the leading of God's Spirit are God's own sons. Jordan says, For God's sons are they who are led by God's Spirit. Pilcher says, It is those who are under the sway of the divine Spirit who are the sons of God. Good speed says, for all who are guided by God's spirit are God's sons. This is the mark of the sons of God. You just wonder how clear your mark is. When people look at you, do they see you as such, somebody who's led by God? I mean, honestly, it's not, it doesn't really matter. If you um, evaluate yourself, would you say, I am truly a child of the living God because I follow the leading of the Holy Ghost? Praise God. It's the mark of being a child of God, that you are following the GPS, God's positioning system, the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Romans 8, 16 says, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amplified Classic says, the Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. Does it sound like the Holy Spirit's talking to us? There's this communication, right? Hallelujah. And maybe you have thought, well, I just don't really, I don't really know that I hear God. I I would like to know. How do you know that I hear God? I would venture to say that you're hearing God and don't realize it, if that's the case. If you're confident that you're a child of God, you know him. When I go to people, I witness a lot. So people say, oh, yeah, I mean, Jesus, we cool, we cool. Yeah, we, we like this. You know what I'm saying? We like this. 
I'll be, oh, great, that's great. So then you have to have the qualifier questions because a lot of people think that they're cool with Jesus. You know, I was raised Catholic and I wasn't cool with Jesus, but I might have told somebody I was cool with Jesus, which just means I'm not against Jesus. Yeah, I'm not against Jesus. A lot of people aren't against Jesus, you know what I'm saying, in the sense of, you know, they have a problem with it. And you know, there, there are people who say, oh, I have, you know, I don't have a problem with Jesus. I just have a, a problem with organized religion. There's lots of different mindsets, which doesn't matter. I have to cut through the chase, and these are the questions that you would ask to do so. And that is, uh, if you were to die today, do you know you'd go to heaven? Most of those people would say yes. Then the next question is, if you stood before God and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you tell him? And they'd say, well, you know, I share my weed with my friends. I, I share my, you know, and they've got a system of belief which makes it justified why they're going to heaven. That I've, they've been good enough is what they're saying. And I would have probably said that, and I would have probably added, you know, that I, uh, you know, I go to church pretty much every Sunday. But going to church doesn't save you. Being in church every Sunday does not get you born again. And trying to be good doesn't get you born again. In fact, if you've never smoked weed, if you've never cussed, if you've never done any of those things, it does not get you to heaven. There is only one way you can go to heaven. And so you ask them the question, if, if you stood before God and you said, why should I let you into heaven? And they say those things, the only true and right answer is because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's the only qualifier. You see, people are trusting in many things for salvation and redemption. But there is only one name whereby men can be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. I had this conversation with a, a fellow that um, I'm not sure what he was, but he had uh, transferred over to being a girl, and then he had a girlfriend. It was very confusing for any man. But he said, that there's many ways to God, but there's one bridge. And I was like, what does that mean? He said, well, it's kind of like if you were in a city that had a bridge to another city, and God would be the other city, and the only way to God is through that one bridge. And I'm listening to him, I'm like, okay. So he said, but, but many people will come through many ways to get to the bridge. And I said, well, you're confusing me because you just said there are many ways, but there's one bridge. I agree, there's one bridge. There is one bridge. Jesus Christ is the only bridge. But I told him, I said, but you know that people don't believe that. Because he's backslidden. But unless you come to Jesus, nothing's going to go right. I'm talking to a backslider. Kid in junior high preached the gospel to everybody in his school. He got hurt by his father and offended, and he turned, uh, turned out, went crazy. I'm calling him home. Listen, you can talk to Buddha, Roshnish, you know, Allah. You can talk, you know what? They can't hear you. 
But until you talk to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, you're not connecting. And the only way that GPS works is if you get born again. Y'all with me? So if you're not born again, if you've tuned into this broadcast or you're in this room and you've never been born again, I want to invite you to start 2021 as a child of God and to have a whole new purpose for your life. To be able to know and understand what God has created you for, there is no greater peace. I used to have to smoke it, drink it, chase it, jump it in order to have any kind of fun, and it was all a lie. But when I got born again, it sit on the back porch with a popsicle and go out of my mind because I was at peace with God and I discovered my true purpose. Knowing why you're here is some of the greatest questions people have for their life. And God's word provides the answers. His Holy Spirit will show you the way. So if you've tuned in or you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never been born again, I'm gonna ask you to bow your head and close your eyes and pray this simple prayer with me today. Say this from your heart. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me, that he was buried, and he rose again. I call Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Come into me now, Jesus, and fill me with yourself. Thank you, Father for saving me, that I've been born again through faith in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.